Welcome to the Good Dog Pod. Join us every other Wednesday when we discuss all things dogs, from health and veterinary care to training and behavior science, as well as the ins and outs of Good Dog and how our platform can help you successfully run your breeding program. Follow us and join Good Dog's mission to build a better world for our dogs and the people who love them. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Good Dog Pod, where we discuss all things related to canine health, research, how Good Dog helps breeders run their breeding programs, and so much more. I'm Nicole, the breeder community lead here at Good Dog and your host for this week's episode. So many of you have written in letting us know that you love hearing from members of our Good Breeder community. So today we're going to do just that. I am joined this week by good breeder Marianne of Marianne Whipple's Rat Terriers, and we're going to be talking all about her journey as a dog breeder and recent experience of using Good Dog to successfully place all nine puppies in her litter in amazing homes. As many of you know, we are always working to improve your Good Dog experience and continue bringing you top-notch Good Dog buyers. So before we turn things over to Marianne for her interview, Many of you have let us know that it's really helpful to, at the end of the month, hear a little bit of a recap of what we built for breeders that previous month. So now that we're well into October, by the time this podcast episode airs, I thought it'd be helpful to share a little bit about all of the product launches and updates that we built in September for you. So one of the first things we did is we introduced new details to the buyer mobile app that helps buyers learn more about you and your breeding program. So what sets you apart, what kind of accolades your breeding dogs have earned before, anything that really just helps your program stand out. So we've added those details to the mobile app experience for buyers. So as they're looking at breeding programs, trying to find one that might be the right fit for them, they're really seeing just how special it is all you do for your program. We improved the breeder mobile app so you can crop puppy photos when you're listing a litter. This is one of those small but mighty updates that I always like to reference that really helps, again, put your best foot forward and your puppy's best foot forward when you're listing a litter and just making sure those photos shine and look as beautiful as they are. Next, we added new ways for you to list your most accurate puppy prices on both the web version of Good Dog and the mobile app. So we've heard from so many of you that you want to make sure that buyers have a very clear expectation of your prices, you know, even before they reach out to you and start speaking with you. So we improve the ways that you can add those puppy prices to your profile, whether it's specific pricing per puppy or if it's a range. So we're excited that we were able to expand that and make that pricing information more obvious to buyers and clearer. We launched Good Dog Academy, which is super exciting. It's an online course that teaches you how to use Good Dog to successfully place your puppies. You can take quizzes that earn you certificates. And we're excited that that is finally out there into the world because it's been super helpful so far teaching our breeders all of the ins and outs of Good Dog. And it's been very cool to see all of you displaying your Good Dog Academy certificates. So very excited about that one. And then lastly, another small but mighty update. Many of you might know that a few months ago, we added this feature to the web experience for buyers where they can essentially favorite an individual puppy. So let's say they're starting off their puppy search and they see one that catches their eye. They don't want to lose track of it. Now they can favorite it so that they can come back to it. They can also get emails about next steps to reach out to you about that specific puppy. So really to help keep that puppy top of mind for them as they're on their search. 
So that had existed on the web for a few months, but we recently brought it to the buyer mobile app. So as they're searching through our buyer mobile app for their future puppy, they're able now to favorite any puppies that they come across that they're really interested in that stick out to them for whatever reason to really help keep your available puppies top of mind to the buyer. So again, just like with the web feature, they're able to favorite the puppy on the mobile app, and then they'll get an email from us telling us next steps on how to reach out to you as the breeder to learn more. So we're really excited about all of those updates. I hope this little recap was helpful for all of you and keep an eye out for even more exciting updates this month in October. And in the meantime, you can always share other features you'd like to see us build by emailing breederteam at gooddog.com. Your feedback and your suggestions are super helpful to us and appreciated always. So thank you for everyone who continues to share those with us. And now I think we should turn things over to Marianne to learn more about her and her incredible breeding program. So Marianne, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of The Good Dog Pod. We're so happy to have you here. Can you start things off by telling our listeners a little bit about yourself and your background with dogs? Well, I have had dogs my entire life. We had dogs when I was growing up, different dogs. There were six children, so we went through a few different breeds of dogs over the years. Um, even when my older siblings went to college, they would bring home a dog for us. So, I mean, we had a lot of different breeds of dogs. I've bred chickens, shown chickens, Ohio National Show, and that was pretty cool. And we've done the horses. We've bred horses. We used to stand a quarter horse stallion and an Appaloosa stallion at one time. So I've kind of been involved in a lot of different aspects of breeding over the years, but this is the first time I've ever had an AKC registered dog. She's a wonderful dog. She is probably the best farm dog because we're on 32 acres, which isn't a lot, but it's enough for what we've done for raising the kids and the animals and all of those kind of things. So that's how I've kind of gotten into dog breeding. I decided I really wanted to breed this dog. I really liked her. I liked her personality, her mannerisms. They're mm -hmm. very cat-like in behavior, very clean. They groom themselves all the time. So, you know, I come in from the barn and I didn't have to worry about this filthy dog. Yes. <laughs> She'd go to her dog bed and get herself all cleaned up. The dog bed had to be washed, but, you know, it was kind of nice. Yeah, definitely. So it sounds like you've been surrounded by animals your entire life, and now you've kind of made yes. your way into dog breeding. Can you tell us a little bit more about your breeding program that you established and what you think makes it so special? The breeding program that I established, I'm just starting. Mm -hmm. I've got a puppy coming. I paid for a puppy from one of the best breeders in the U.S., and I just asked her, you know, what would go best with my female? Because she's four now. Just from talking to a couple of the breeders in the U.S. and reading, you know, on Facebook, there's tons of resources for mm -hmm. information for different breeds of dogs. And I went to the AKC, did some research through AKC and the history of the breed, the history of the Old Dominion when it came here in the 1800s. So just trial by error, but I think what got me started was just the enjoyment of the dog. Yeah, I think that's so wonderful. And I love how you highlight how important mentorship is in the breeder community yes. and connecting with people that can give you advice that have been breeders for a very long time and kind of how that knowledge is always paid forward. So I think that's always a really great aspect of the breeder community to highlight. 
And why do you feel connected with this breed specifically? I know you mentioned that they're cat-like and that they're very clean. Anything else that like really brought you to the breed and really made you feel connected to them? They're a quiet dog. They don't really bark. She will bark if there's somebody in our driveway and we're paying no attention. First, she'll growl a little bit, but they really don't bark very much. And if company's over, they're not all over people. They're respectful and they'll let them pet them, but they're very devoted to the family. That's just kind of cool. They're not aggressive to other dogs. So when we go out for dog walks or we're outside and about, I don't have to worry about her being the aggressor. Mm -hmm. I guess more of a hindrance, you know, for wanting to breed her is that they don't come into heat very often. Mm -hmm. It's about once every nine or 10 months. It's not like your normal dog. They've got some Basinji in them and that tends to want them to only come into heat once a year. So if I have a spring heat, I really don't get a breedable heat again for a while because I don't want puppies in the winter. Way too much work. I've definitely heard that from many breeders before. So I completely hear you on that. So it sounds like obviously you're very familiar with the needs of the breed and the specifics of the breed. I know you mentioned mentorship as a way that you really started learning about breeding. Were there any other resources that really helped you as you started getting into the dog breeding world? Well, I stumbled upon Good Dog well over a year ago. Before I was even going to breed her, I stumbled upon Good Dog. And so from Good Dog, I started just reading and going through your resources that I could go through. And that helped. And I was still trying to feel the market out, how I wanted to market the puppies. I got her when she was two. So I didn't breed her till she was four. I just took the time to figure out, do I really want to breed her? Because it's a lot of work. It's not easy. And it's not cheap. By the time you do all the whelping and the shots and everything else, it's not cheap. So Good Dog was a primary source of information. I have to be honest with you. I really enjoyed it. And I talked to breeders. There's, yeah. a, there's a lot of breeders around us. I don't want to be a breeder like they are. And so that's why I knew there were different ways to be a better breeder. Yeah. That makes me so happy to hear that Good Dog was a helpful resource to you. And I'm also really glad that you highlighted, especially, you know, we have a lot of dog breeders that listen to this podcast, but I do hope it reaches the general public who can learn more about what responsible dog breeders are and what they do. And I feel like what you just shared about breeding very thoughtfully, you know, the expenses and the costs that go into being a responsible breeder, I think those are always really powerful things to highlight for people that, you know, might have misconceptions about what dog breeders do, the kind of work they put into what they do. So I'm really glad you highlighted that. All right, everyone, you are listening to the Good Dog Pod. We'll be right back. Enjoy the best of Good Dog from the palm of your hand with the Good Breeder mobile app. Good Breeders can use the mobile app to seamlessly and easily manage their programs on the go. Whether you're shuttling puppies to vet appointments or coordinating airport pickups, you never have to worry about missing a second of managing your program. From the app, you can access your inbox where you can search for a specific conversation with a buyer by name. You can share photos and videos with your applicants directly from your phone. You can match them with a puppy or a litter and send them documents and payment requests directly in the conversation thread. So you can keep all of your applicants information organized and in one place. You can also add and update litters and breeding dogs, request secure deposits and puppy payments, as well as access your profile, account settings, and all of Good Dog's resources, benefits, and support that you know and love from the desktop version. 
The Good Breeder mobile app can only be accessed by members of our Good Breeder community, and the app is available for both iOS and Android users. You can find it by searching Good Dog Breeder in the Apple or Google Play stores. Download today. I'm curious if there are any challenges that you had to overcome when you began breeding. I know it's there's not really a one-size-fits-all playbook for breeding, so I'm curious if there's anything that sticks out to you that was a challenge. Well, I had a couple of challenges. First off, the stud dog's in Arkansas, and I'm in New York. So you had to time it right between when she started her cycle and when she would have ovulated. So I didn't want to just drive across the country and not have her be able to cover for several days. So I had to time that right. And I want to think the biggest challenge was that these dogs are house dogs. They love the house. They are bed hogs. They tunnel under the covers. They're a people dog. So as far as her dog bed in the birthing area, that was the biggest challenge. She was pretty determined she was going to have the puppies in our bed. So that was a big challenge. I had to come out here and sit with her all night long. And as long as I sat with her, she would stay in the whelping area. <laughs> but, then, but then the first night, she started to bring the puppies into our bedrooms. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so we had to firmly let her know that was not going to be acceptable. <laughs> I think this is why breeders always say when they have a litter on the ground, they just don't sleep yeah, at all. You don't sleep. I was up all night long. And then she started birthing at six o'clock in the morning. So that was good. But I did have things to do that day. So <laughs> I was a little tired. I can imagine. I can definitely imagine. So yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because my next question was actually about your recent experience using Good Dog to place this litter of, I believe it was nine puppies. Um, yeah. So Tell our listeners more about that experience using Good Dog to connect with Good Dog buyers for these puppies. Well, it's a lot of work. The messages are wonderful. And the applications are basic enough that people will willingly do the applications. You know, some days I was flooded with hits on the puppies. Mm -hmm. And so at first I was taking the time and individually writing to each one of them a response. And then they may or may not do the application. So then I finally said, I don't know. I think I'll just ask them that the very next step is to do the application and then we'll go forward from there. So it was a learning curve for me, but it was real nice because it opened the line of communication very well. Plus the phone numbers were accessible, which was also nice. And then what I really liked best though was the payment platform. When Good Dog handled all the payments, that's terrific. You know, the puppies didn't really stay in New York State. They went all over the country. But everybody went through the platform and it worked out well. Most all of them came to the house and got to do a meet and greet with a puppy. And that was good. And the buyers, they just seemed to be such good matches. I guess that's mm -hmm. what was the best. And the last gentleman, it was for his dad. He brought his dad with him and his dad just broke out in tears. He's holding this puppy, Snowy, and tears are just rolling down his face. And, you know, that's what makes it worthwhile. Yeah, that really mm. is just the best part to see it kind of all come together. All of this work that you're talking about, you know, it all culminates in a really happy match. And it's so meaningful to buyers. I'm sure it's so meaningful to you. You know, your puppies are going off to great homes where they're so yeah. loved. So it really is just like the cherry on top of everything is just seeing that successful placement. And I'm really glad you highlighted how Good Dog helped you with all of this through all the tools that we offer. 
the messenger, it's really interesting that you mentioned that and how easy it is to kind of talk to buyers, connect with them, get to know them. I like how you mentioned that their phone numbers are there for you to call, because I know in this world of scams and all of these things, it's hopefully really helpful for our breeders and the buyers coming to Good Dog to have peace of mind that this is a platform where you're safe and you're protected. So you as a breeder know that you're protected having these conversations with buyers. And then with payment on Good Dog, that is a huge reason why we offer it is because you want to make sure that breeders are protected no matter what. Also that it's easy for breeders to take payments because I know that can sometimes be a headache when you're getting payments from every different platform, every different direction. And I hope that those tools are valuable to all of the breeders listening to this, that, you know, you can see all of these things on your dashboard, you can manage it really easily. So I'm curious, is there anything else about the tools that Good Dog offers that has been really helpful to you running your program? I know there are so many different aspects to running a breeding program. So I don't know if there's anything that's like the most helpful to you that Good Dog offers, or it's a few things, but I'm curious what you think. I like your breeder resources. Mm-hmm. The resources are definitely good. And I like the interviews you do. And it was interesting when the vet did the interview on nutrition. After I watched the one on nutrition through Good Dog, it opens up conversation with other breeders. They follow trends with dog food. They follow trends with breeds of dogs. And, you know, I don't know, I just didn't want to be that person. I wanted to be the person that bred the dog breed that I liked. And I wanted to feed the dog food that was best for them, not necessarily the best trend. Yeah, I'm really glad you mentioned that because I think that's one of the really important things to our mission at Good Dog that we offer is making education free and accessible to breeders. Because like you said, there's always something new to learn. There's always changes to the science. And I think it's really amazing how so many members of our community are just open to continuing to learn no matter how long they've been breeders and just always expanding on that education. So I'm really excited that we can offer things like those webinars. I believe that one was with Purina. We have, like you mentioned, all of these articles on our website that are all canine health related. A lot of these episodes of this podcast are also related to canine health. So I'm glad that they've been helpful to you. Just a few more questions here for you. I know we briefly touched on this, but I know there are a lot of misconceptions about being a dog breeder, and that is something at Good Dog that we're working to change and change the conversation that the public has around dog breeders. So if there was one misconception about dog breeders that you could clear up, what would it be? You're going to make a lot of money because you're not going to make a lot of money. (laughs) And that's not the reason that breeders do it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you keep the puppies priced reasonably and you feed them right and which surprised me with good dog they wanted us to keep the puppies you know eight and ten weeks which a lot of breeders want them out by six weeks and so by having the puppies eight and ten weeks we you know the puppies not only get their vet visit they get their first and second dose of their shots so i think that's kind of nice and my husband and i actually got the most enjoyment out of the puppies after the six week mark because they were just so much fun you know they were learning how to follow us on our hikes and they were learning how to come when they were called. And so I think the misconception is that dog breeding isn't a business you're going to get into if you want to make a lot of money. Yeah, I think that's really important to say and clear up for any listeners that might have not known that. So thank you for sharing that. 
And then just one last question for you. This is kind of what I love to end my good dog breeder interviews with. What makes you proud to be a breeder and member of the good dog community? We're able to make contacts with people that really want the breed of dog that we are offering. And it's a long-term commitment. It's not usually a spur of the moment because it's a process that by the time they do the application and the deposit, and then they wait those weeks and we communicate back and forth and we send pictures of the dog growing, you know, they've got baby pictures all the way up to when they come to to pick them up. So one family called me a couple of days ago and they're doing a collage. And so they wanted some more pictures of the adult dogs for the collage that they've been doing with all the pictures they've got as a Christmas gift. So I think that about sums it up. Yeah, I love that. I think that does sum up all of the work that breeders do. And it means so much to me to have you share that with me and our listeners. So thank you so much again for being here and joining us today on this episode of the Good Dog Pod. It's been so great to get to hear from you, to have our listeners hear from you. And we just can't thank you enough for being a part of our Good Dog community. Thank you very much. Of course. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune into this week's episode. We really enjoyed this opportunity to lift the curtain and share more with you about the behind the scenes work that good dog breeders are doing every single day to build a better world for our dogs and the people who love them. Thank you again for joining us and we'll see you back here on November 1st for our next episode. Thank you for listening to the good dog pod. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. So be sure to subscribe to the good dog pod on your favorite podcast platform.